Welcome back to the Juice Time Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Adamani. And alongside me tonight, folks, for none other than our NFL Week 1 preview. That is right, folks. Thursday night, the NFL returns. And alongside me to record this very special episode is none other than my best man coming off a long wedding weekend, the man in central Iowa, Nicholas Osen. Nick, how are you doing tonight on this fine NFL kickoff week? You know, if you would have asked me maybe a couple hours ago, I was dragging a little bit. It's been a quick turn since that weekend. Most people have off Labor Day. That was a big, big work day for me. But now, got the work done. And this view of true and good football this weekend is really coming into setting. So I am pretty excited. And this is generally one of our three or four favorite episodes of the year. Nick, it's arguably my favorite as we have been desiring the game of football for so many long months. And now our beloved Chicago Bears will be kicking off on Sunday afternoon. But we get a beautiful precursor on Thursday night with two powerhouses, the reigning Super Bowl champs in the L.A. Rams and this year's Super Bowl favorite in the Buffalo Bills, led by my man, Josh Allen. So I genuinely cannot be more pumped for football all weekend long. So, Nick, thank you for being right along with me. And folks, strap in for a wild one. And as always, just up. All right, Nick, before we get into our matchup on Sunday against the 49ers, I have to recognize Thursday night's NFL kickoff between two heavily discussed franchises. Of course, the Rams are coming off of a Super Bowl victory, but the talk of the town this season is the high-powered offense of the Buffalo Bills. And honestly, their reloaded defense. We talk about that Super Bowl champion Rams team. Well, a champ from February in Von Miller made his way across the country to Buffalo and is now one of the leaders of that defense. So I know the entire country will be watching on Thursday, but I have to make my selection right off the bat and say Buffalo is going to trounce the L.A. Rams in a Super Bowl hangover style. Now, you know I have always loved Von Miller. I'm happy for him that he gets paid yet again. He's not, you know, a player that's been lacking in that, and he absolutely deserves it. Really one of the most complete defensive players we've seen. Almost a a rare full agreement there in that I think I would take the Bills as well. I think they're one of the favorites for good reason. I don't feel like the offense lost a ton of great options. You kind of saw that emergence of Gabriel Davis late in the year. Isaiah McKenzie's in the slot. They also picked up Jamison Crowder, who will get you one one or two of those pretty good fantasy weeks if he gets on the field. Knox, multiple running backs. That team is loaded. I've grown to like Josh Allen, a lot of it because of you and just how likable he seems when playing. 
I think I'm in agreement with you that the Bills win. I think there's just so much to like. However, I, I don't see it being a trouncing. I feel that it's going to be another really entertaining NFL kickoff opener. I think it was, I think last year, maybe two years ago, I believe last year, the Cowboys Buccaneers. That was incredibly entertaining. And I figure this to be the same. Two good teams, two teams you'd be shocked if they don't make the playoffs. And what better way to ring in the 2022 year? Nick, I am so appreciative of your positivity heading into Thursday night and that we're in agreement on the outcome of that game. But I do have to recognize the other side of the coin in the L.A. Rams. We know they are the Super Bowl champs. They have arguably the greatest defensive player that has ever set foot on a football field. And I love that man, number 99. But in terms of the L.A. Rams offense, you might think this is crazy coming from me. But I genuinely believe they have gotten worse. Daryl Henderson is no longer the starting running back on that team. Cam Akers is back, and I think he is due for a mediocre season at best. And your man, Odell Beckham Jr., is no longer an X factor on that team. Of course, they filled that role perfectly with Allen Robinson, but I could very well see Cooper Cup taking away tremendously from A-Rob, especially in the early going when Matt Stafford and A-Rob don't have that smooth connection. So... Are the Rams a stellar team coming off of a miraculous run in the playoffs? Absolutely. But the Bills are the favorite for a reason. I think Josh Allen is a top three quarterback in this league, and he's not three. I think it's going to be an offensive battle, but the Bills win by a touchdown or more. Not too much to disagree with there. I hope that OBJ gets fully healthy and and finds a new team. But other than that, I'm ready to rock. Nick, there's genuinely nothing more I want to talk about than our Chicago Bears matchup. I just want to recognize something special on Thursday night, and that is fantasy implications for myself. Stephon Diggs, I have him in both leagues right now, and I'm hoping for at least eight receptions from him as he is clearly the number one target for Josh Allen, especially now that Emmanuel Sanders is no longer in the fold. So watch out for a heavy production type of night for number 14 as he continues to dominate at the wideout spot. Moving forward, Nick, our beloved Chicago Bears square off against the San Francisco 49ers at Soldier Field at noon on Sunday, a rematch from last season, one that we were present for. It was a 33-22 to loss for the Bears, and they had every opportunity to win that game. We're in great position all the way up until the fourth quarter where the 49ers scored two-plus touchdowns, and put us out of contention. I want our listeners to recognize this because the Bears put up a strong fight in that game. 
with an extremely inexperienced Justin Fields and playing against one of the most complete teams in football. We know the 49ers have weapons all across the board. You talk about Debo Samuel, George Kittle, the best two-way tight end in football. And now this matchup comes down to two unproven quarterbacks of the 2021 NFL draft, both of which I know you love in Trey Lance and Justin Fields. I truly am heading into this Sunday afternoon with complete and total optimism for our Chicago Bears to come out with the victory. I think seven points is a slap in the face as the Bears had a fantastic preseason and this defense is poised for stout performances all fall long. Again, I like a lot of what you're putting out there. I, I don't think that seven's necessarily a slap in the face just because of how well the 49ers did last year, what they return, and what the Bears don't return. Just thinking about that, that still makes me a little sad. But there are several players I still love as a fan. And you're exactly right about those quarterbacks. I had Fields one and Lance three in that class, Trevor Lawrence number two in there. I still think both are really promising, but right now, based on the experience of what we kind of saw in preseason, I will take Fields over Lance, absolutely. I do think there was more that went into it, but I don't think it bodes super well necessarily for Jimmy G to still be there with the 49ers, kind of, quote unquote, breathing down Lance's neck. You'll have to see how competitive the Niners are there. And I just feel this ferocity and kind of attack mentality from the defense. I don't think this regime has been perfect, but I like a lot of what they've done there and recently in the trenches. And I, I will tell you, because I don't exaggerate with stuff like this, I don't think I've been as excited for a Bears opener in three seasons. 2019, coming off that crazy fun 2018 year, that was awesome. Other than that, new regime, we know who the starter is, still some of our favorite players like Roquan, Montgomery, Mooney, Cole Komet even. I'm excited, and I won't be surprised at all if the Bears come out of Chicago with the victory. Nick, you mentioned those names, some of our favorites on this roster. There is a wealth of talent on this team heading into Sunday, and People around the league and listeners of fandoms that we don't like to speak of need to recognize Darnell Mooney is a thousand yard receiver. David Montgomery, when healthy, is a thousand yard running back. Roquan Smith is in the discussion for top linebackers on the planet. Yes, Cole Komet has been inconsistent. This year is boom or bust for him. I truly believe that because he was incapable of catching the football in crucial moments last season. But I've been a fan of his since Notre Dame, and I'm not ready to hop off the bandwagon yet. This team has a great deal of talent. It's a matter of execution on the football field from 12 to 3 any given Sunday. And I think this is the year that we are going to shock people. 
No, I don't necessarily see a playoff run, but so many talking heads, one of which we loved until he mentioned this, Lewis Riddick, claiming that the Bears are bound to be the worst team in the NFL. Another one that I love at ESPN, Diana Rossini, claiming that the Bears are going to be the worst team in the NFL. That is not going to happen. You have my word. It will be backed up come December. I think this team will be right around that mark where they're projected. They're sitting at six and a half wins. I've got them at eight or nine. We play bums in the AFC, in the Houston Texans and New York Jets. We'll steal one against the New York Giants. This team is capable of more than what everyone else around the league is saying. Yeah, I still love Lou Riddick for what it's worth. I didn't love the comments there. Really, especially surprising from him because he is usually very, you know, kind of in-depth and knowledge-based. And it's not like it's the craziest take. I mean, they do have a bottom six or so roster, but I'm with you. I've looked at the entire schedule really only once. We'll say one and a half times. And that first number I came up with was about seven. And I think the line is about right there. I've seen it as low as six and a half. I would probably take the over. I mean, I just feel like I just feel like there are so many competitors. And obviously it's like that all over the NFL, but I'm not sure. I think week one will tell us a lot, even if they don't win, right? They're not supposed to. I even kind of expect the Niners to get off to an early lead. But to play in a physical battle like that, you know Shanahan wants to run the ball and see what Fields can do against the top five or six defense in the NFL. Five, or five to seven, it's going to be really exciting. And I really can't wait for a weekend full of football wrapping up with the Bears. Nick, I absolutely love how you mentioned Shanahan's game plan. And we've talked about it in the last month, gearing up for this matchup come Sunday afternoon. And that is run the ball down the Bears' defensive throat. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Matt Eberflus's defense is built to stop the run. He's bringing it from Indianapolis and implementing it in Chicago. So I do not foresee a Debo Samuel 200-plus all-purpose yard type of day or an Elijah Mitchell over 100 yards rushing. I really don't. I think they're going to be forced to put the ball in the air and have stud rookies in that defensive backfield wreaking havoc against the 49ers' wideout options. Of course, George Kittle is going to be a problem for us. There's no disputing that. But I really believe San Francisco is going to have a challenging time on Sunday moving the football, and Matt Eberflus will be implementing that defensive identity that has been gone for the past several years and reinvigorating it in Chicago. I think you make a good point about Kittle. He could be an X factor in the way that my mind doesn't necessarily go to him as much as it did a couple years ago. He's been banged up a little inconsistent, still one of the top guys there. 
wouldn't mind a big day from Elijah Mitchell. But sincerely, you make a great point about the defense. And I think, again, it's going to tell us so much not only about where this team is, but a lot of the youth in that secondary, whether it's rookies or just straight younger players, second, third-year guys, I think it'll tell us a lot, and I'm really excited. I think the only thing that would shock me is if the Bears get rolled. I, I can't say I expect them to win, but – I do feel they'll be competitive because I think that the offense showed late in the preseason that they can do some things, especially when you have fields rolling out. I haven't been a big commit guy like you, but I think he's destined for a pretty solid year. I'm really excited, man. Excited is an understatement, Nick. Sunday morning, we'll be celebrating an Iowa State victory over their rival. Iowa Hawkeyes, they're sitting as underdogs right now, too, which is preposterous. So I will be sitting in my David Montgomery Cyclones jersey on Saturday and likely rolling into Sunday with my David Montgomery Bears jersey. That's how much I love the Cyclones and this Bears team and the greatness that came from that program that is a leader in our backfield now in Chicago. So, Nick, before we round out the show, you talked about likely not expecting the Bears to win on Sunday. I need your offensive bold prediction and defensive bold prediction as we close out the show. I will say offensively, yeah, they're bold for a reason. I'll say Cole Komet. Six catches, 80 yards, and a score. Doable, but a little bold as well as that's an impressive showing for a tight end. Two turnovers for the Bears defense. I'll say a pick from Trey Lance and a wideout fumbles the Rock Bears recover. Nick, you could not have come in more bold, especially on the Cole Komet side of things. I love that man. He represents the state of Illinois very well and the city of Chicago. I certainly can see him getting a score in the red zone, but 80 yards on that many catches is unlikely for him, especially in week one. But there's no question he will be a threat uh, inside 15 yards looking at a back corner or middle of the end zone type of touchdown from him. That is certainly doable. And you talk about the Bears not being your expected victor. If they force two turnovers against the San Francisco 49ers, they are coming away with the victory. So, Nick, to bounce off of your bold predictions, I would say my offensive one is also more stunning, but certainly possible. And that is your man, our starting QB, Justin Fields, finding three touchdowns through the air on Sunday afternoon to propel the Bears to a 27-23 victory over the San Francisco 49ers, completely upending the seven-point underdog at home. I love that a lot. I love that 
Absolutely. And I, yeah, I said I didn't expect. That doesn't mean I'm not going to pick them, though. <laughs> I don't know what the over-under is for this game. I, I haven't looked too well. This feels a little high, what I'm about to say. But I like, not sure exactly how they'll get there, but I like a 26-20 Bears victory. Very similar score to mine, Nick. And for those keeping score at home, uh, the Bears scoring 27 would, of course, be three touchdowns through the air from Justin Fields and then two field goals from old reliable Cairo Santos. And for Nick, we'll say Cairo Santos booms four field goals through the uprights, which is preposterous, but I would love to see it happen. And Nick, I know I got ahead of myself with that final score. With my defensive bold prediction, I see this very well happening. Whether it's to Trey Lance or Elijah Mitchell, you make your pick. But Roquan Smith forces a fumble in the backfield, and the Bears recover. I'll say Debo Samuel on a jet sweep. And that's where the fumble is. I also, for the 26, I like three touchdowns, a field goal, and one safety. But in all sincerity, I'm really excited for this season. Obviously, an added level of excitement as I will be, you know, fully covering football on Saturdays. Hopefully, I'm still able to watch plenty on Sundays. Obviously, the Bears should have the package to be able to watch that. And I'll only be disappointed if we don't see development from fields. I will get that out right now because I have not been shy of saying on this show on our buddy's show in person that next year is the year for the Bears to contend Nick I think we'll keep that theme rolling through the 2022 season and into 2023 when we've talked about that astronomical number the Bears have to spend come next offseason and our ability to contend in the future of course Justin Fields is the most important player on this team. Is he the best? Not even close right now. But he's the most important player to see improvement and consistent success, which we have not yet seen in his young career. I am over the moon for Sunday afternoon football with our beloved Chicago Bears, and they are going to shock the world with a victory over a playoff team. Completely agree with you, and we will see. I mean, I'm really pulling for Trey Lance, but maybe not this week. Go Bears, brother. Nick, thank you so much for joining me in our week one preview. It is truly one of my favorite episodes that we do all year long. And, folks, thank you for tuning in. Be sure to watch none other than the greatest rivalry in the Midwest, college football, that is our beloved Iowa State Cyclones on the road in Iowa City to defeat the lowly Hawkeyes who are coming off of an embarrassing squeeze-it-out win over an FCS team in week one. So, folks, strap in for a fantastic NFL season covered by yours truly and my brother Nick Oson. And as always, just... Sup?
Bear Down Forever.